we're going to stack our defensive line board, and we're talking about interior defensive linemen now. We're not talking about the edge guys. And to be real honest with you, Spence, when I looked at the looked at the guys in this group and the guys that we were considering, this is not a great D tackle draft. I don't feel. Yeah, you're right, Jeff. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely not uh, tremendously fruitful at the top, and and just. You know, when you watch some of the other position groups, there's some real easy evals, you know, where I think this is going to allow uh, teams and evaluators to have to kind of put on their projection cap, you know, use the tape, uh, the traits. And, uh, you know, sometimes and really some of what the best teams do is find uh, some extra like special skill sets. You know, you might not be have the most uh, complete player, but can they help you on first and second down? You know, what can a guy do on third down for you? What's the versatility of a guy being able to swing up and down the line and, you know, hold a spot, you know, on different roster, uh, you know, on, on that limited uh, game day roster. So I do think there's uh, there's going to be have to be some uh, kind of unique projections and it's going to affect where guys get slotted for sure. He is Spencer Zimmerman and he is our draft guru. All right. As we go forward, we've got a month before the draft. We're going to get through all the positions. We may have to have a special show or two to get through it, but we're going to, we're going to stack all five, at all, all the positions, five deep. And then we are going to go put our big board together, our first round big board, and give you a mock draft the week prior to the draft. So, Spence, let's get right into it. Tell me about the guy you got ranked number one, the big kid out of Alabama, Christian Barmore. Number one, yeah, we got Christian Barmore. He's a redshirt soft that declared, so didn't have, uh, you know, tons of varsity snaps at Alabama, playing behind a lot of first and second and third round draft picks. But um, he, he checks the boxes. He's got prototype size. He's 6041, He's got 34 and 5 eighth inch arms, and that's really important, especially playing in the trenches. That's a, that's a 95, 96 percentile type arm length. Um, he flashes, and you're going to hear this a lot with him, flashes, the word flashes, because that's kind of what it is. He flashes get off. You know, he's got raw power to overwhelm, um, really naturally stout and firm in the run game. You know, even though, you know, from a technical and fundamental standpoint, you know, his pad level is pretty tall, but his length really gives him a, a, an above average tackling radius. You know, you see him work laterally, and, and he can actually finish on the running back, even though he might not have you know, the foot speed or the flexibility. Um, and then as a pass rusher, I mean, it's the same stuff. He's got really good power rushing. Um, he's got the strength. He has some nuance in his hands, a nice violent SWAT swim. He likes to showcase, you know, the hips and feet aren't elite, you know, so he's not pulling through constantly. A lot of it's, you know, bull rush and penetrating, but he does have some of that first step quickness when he can kind of get a gap and, and you saw it and, and really kind of played his best football down the stretch. If you watch the college football uh, playoff series is, um, you know, he was penetrating and he's very, very disruptive. So, you know, I think with him, it's, it's the tools, it's the traits, it's the size and it is, there's some flexibility. I think he can fit in a four, three scheme. And I think he can be a three, four uh, player as well in an odd front. So, I think teams are going to look at all the tools. You know, he, he had his pro day. All he did is run a 40 and he ran a 493 at 310. So that's plenty fast enough and that's enough range to play the position. So I think with him, you're getting uh, a little bit of a ball of clay that's that was ascending, you know, based on, you know, how he played the last couple games. And, um, you know, teams are just going to have to get uh, over the flashes, you know, because there's a lot of flashes and try to see if that can be converted into consistency to be a really good player because he has all the tools to do it. 
When I watched him, Spence, one of the things that impressed me was, and I always try and see this in a in a, in a defensive lineman, he kept his feet moving upfield. He, he didn't get stuck very many times, you know, and, and there were times I wanted him to get to an edge. There were times I wanted to see a move, but he was relentlessly upfield. And I think that is, and, and again, I, I always give these SEC guys bonus points when I evaluate them. And I, I was going to ask you about this because they're playing against better competition that when you look at a big 10 kid or, you know, like the kid from Louisiana tech, who we're going to talk about here in a minute, you know, I mean, these guys play against the best big guys in the country, in the sec. And he was able to, you know, I mean, he beat everybody that lined up against him. I agree. No, I agree. I think there's a premium. I think when you're scouting any player's scope is very important. Who are they playing against? You know, I want to see their best competition. I don't want to see, the best team. I want to see the best player. Um, and in the SEC, you're getting a lot of the best players. So I definitely agree with that assessment for sure. All right. So we got an opt out at number two. Yeah. Number two, we got uh, uh, Levi uh, Ozuriki, um out of uh, UW. So he was a COVID opt out. He didn't play his senior season. He would have been a redshirt senior. He's a 6027, 290 uh, with 33 inch arms. So it's plenty enough from a, from a height weight standpoint. And, uh, you know, he's a pass rusher uh, who can penetrate, you know, and he penetrates utilizing his quickness and he's got really high end hand activity to win. You know, what I mean by that is his hands are fast. They're strong. He can snatch and jerk and pull through. And and when he wants to, and this is kind of a key word with him too, when he wants to, he has really good burst to close. He can really finish and explode on that quarterback. Um, I thought, you know, in the past game, the one thing about him is he, he does play a little too straight legged at times. And I think that hinders his redirect and counter. You know, he really relies on his hands and his snatching ability with his hands rather than utilizing some of that foot quickness that he does have consistently. Um, and then in, in really in the run game and, and obviously in, in the past game, too, I mean, he has high end pursuit range. You know, when you put on that Oregon tape in 2019. And he made some wow plays tracking uh, receivers out in open space. So that, that kind of just kept putting wow, wow, you know, because there's some really outstanding range plays and kind of that's what you see from him. But, you know, in the box, you know, I think that's going to be the concern is, uh, you know, he, get, he gets moved at times in the run game. You know, he's going to get displaced, you know, on a backside combo with that backside tackle scooping and he's going to get sometimes washed on a down block. So, I think for him, and, and and it's not really size for me. Some of it was the pad level. You know, he, he again, he's going to get straight-legged, you know, when he's fitting up at the point of attack. And uh, some of it was just the effort, you know, and the consistency. Because when he wants to, I mean, he's got that close. He's got that quickness. He's got that strength in his hands. So the interesting thing about him, again, and we don't box score scout here, but just something to note. I mean, this is a guy who had two sacks as a freshman, three sacks as a sophomore, two sacks as a junior. And, you know, you're really projecting him as a three tech, you know, as a, as a higher end pass rusher. So, you know, I think that's going to be a discussion in the draft room, but, you know, I thought he, you know, he had all the traits to be a really good pass rusher. And, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where teams see him. He had a great pro day. He just had his pro day today and ran a four, eight, five and a four, eight, nine jumped 30 inches, put up 225, 29 times. So he kind of checked the boxes uh, from a pro day standpoint. But uh, again, I think it's going to be interesting when you're looking at just the overall, uh, the well-roundedness of his game, you know, where he fits. But definitely, I think, in a 4-3-3 tech scheme. I tell you what, now, if you and I are sitting in the draft room and we're getting it, we're in a personnel room, we're talking about this kid, there are going to be some things that, and some red red flags that you brought up and, and when you when you evaluated it. You said when he wants to. 
That scares me about a player, especially when you're talking about taking a guy on the first day or the second day. That's concerning to me. The other thing is his opt-out, right? Now, I under, I get it, right? I get it. They want to get to the pros. They, you know, why go back and play another year of college football with the COVID thing and all. But I'm going to tell you something. I really, really, really put a premium on guys that love to play and don't play when they want to. They play every snap. Like if you watch, to me, when you watch Barmore, Barmore plays harder than this guy does most of the time. When this guy, as you said, when he wants to play, you you called the Oregon game exactly correct. When he wanted to play, he was a dominant player. I think he's going to have to be an over-tackle in the 4-3, though, too. I don't see him as a 3-4 guy. I agree. No, I agree with that. And the COVID stuff, I mean, the opt-out, you know, team scouts are going to do their homework on it, the why behind it. I mean – he did uh, compete in the senior bowl. He didn't play in the game because of an undisclosed injury. So again, that's just a little bit more kind of to add to the, uh, you know, we got to double check this and recheck this side. But uh, no, I agree. He, the funny thing is he reminded me of a player that I scouted in Canada, um, a little more developed, but same type of athlete. And uh, it's David on Yamada yeah. uh, to the saints. And he did, he reminded me of David where David had this, unbelievable athletic ability he was behind him in terms of the technical refinement but when david wanted to go i mean obviously at the at the canadian sports level he was dominant and he's really turning into a really really good player uh down for the saints as a fourth round pick um so he just reminded me of that a little bit when i was watching him on tape yeah i think that's about i think fourth round is about where this guy's going to go too that's what i think you know i think there's he's going to get pushed out of the first first couple days all right we got a three yeah, number three is uh, he was a uh, All-American this year, uh, Davion Nixon out of the University of Iowa. So Davion had an interesting path. He was a junior college kid his freshman year um, and then uh, ended up playing his sophomore and junior year and declared out for Iowa. He's 6031, Um He had his pro day and uh, he did pretty well. He ran a 490, uh, jumped 20 and a half inches, uh, brought it 810. Um, and I think he's got an interesting skill set because when you look at the builds, you know, he's got this broad, thick build of a kind of a traditional four, three attacking one tech, but he actually plays to me more like a, you know, like you said, like a four, three kind of under tackle, like a three tech. Um, and, and athletically, you know, for me, I thought him, I saw him as more of a fluid athlete, you know, than an explosive, really twitchy athlete. And I thought he, you know, he utilizes his quickness well to penetrate, you know, he's got some shake and setup, you know, especially on this nice inside swim when he gets some one on one or solo scenarios with guards, you know, he has that kind of little shake ability to set people up. Um, I thought he, you know, I thought in the passing game, you know, he sometimes can anticipate and disrupt passing lanes. I mean, the thing I love about him is this guy's got 35 inch arms yeah. and that's, that's insane for that position. And, and, and I only think that, you know, if he figures out kind of how to use them consistently, it can be a great tool to his game. But, you know, in the run game, the thing for me was just like I said, why I thought he played more like a three than a one is I thought his biggest strength in the run game was his lateral leverage and his ability to work up and down the line of scrimmage. You know, I thought he had effort, you know, in that capacity. And, uh, you know, I just wish he used his length a little more consistently at the point of attack to stack and shed um, rather than just kind of slip and penetrate and then uh, work, the, you know, kind of got stalled out sometimes at the line of scrimmage. But you know, the highlight play for him that everyone's going to watch if they watched him is, you know, Penn he State. fans, yeah, he fans the edge of Penn State. He anticipates a flat throw and then kind of shows that fluidity to take it uh, 50 plus yards for a touchdown. So, 
the question for him is what's his best spot on the D line? Cause I don't think athletically he has those high end traits you want in a three tech. Um, but he needs to be a little more stout for me to be a true four, three, one tech. So it's going to be interesting for him, you know, but uh, I thought he, he, he has the ability at least to be a really, really solid backup player with a chance to be an okay starter, you know, if he can kind of continue to develop. All right. Now, and this is, that's a, that is an indictment right there of the talent level at this position, because we're at the third best player that we evaluated. We're talking about a guy that may become a starter, right? But I I maybe like him a little more than you do. I, there were some things about him and I love Iowa kids because I think they get coached hard. I think they're really, really fundamentally sound and most of every Iowa kid I've ever been around is tough. And I mean, tough. So, you know, I, I, I'll give him bonus points that way, but I agree with you. I don't know what he, I, when I look at him, I don't know what he's going to be. And, and, you know, he, he may have to grow into a position once he gets to the, to the national football league, who you got a four. Yeah. Number four is going to be an interesting one. I mean, um, I, luckily we got his pro day to kind of verify some of the stuff I saw on tape and we'll get to that in a second. His name is Milton Williams. He's a redshirt junior out of Louisiana Tech. He's a 6030284, 31-and-a-half-inch uh, arm, so not, not, you know, really kind of average, you know, for the size, maybe a little bit under average, to be honest with you. But, you know, the 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 outlook with him is just explosive, explosive get-off, explosive power. You know, he's really got two-way go quickness as a one-on-one rusher. And what do I mean by that? He's got that change of direction to cross face. You know, he's got the foot suddenness. He's got the quicks. And he's got the explosiveness to get vertical. Um, his hands are really strong. You know, I thought he even had some nuance in his hands to chop and finish when he got, you know, started pressing some of the uh, the guards vertically on their hip. Um, and for me, he just, I thought he had a lot of coveted rush traits. You know, he needs some more consistency in his angles, you know, and just like the overall nuance of the game. You know, he's still kind of like young in that sense uh but you know in the run game i thought for being a guy that was only you know probably played sub 280 in college his stoutness was underrated you know and luckily we got a game against tcu to verify this because obviously mm-hmm. you know he was uh you know really really effective against some of the conference usa alignment but you know he held his own against ts uh tcu you know i thought he has nice torque in his hands to stall out a line at the point of attack i thought he had lots of range and uh, we'll get to that with his pro day numbers and he can use his foot quickness to defeat blocks, you know. So for, for him, he's an interesting one. You know, I think teams might look at him and they say, is he a 4-3-3 three, three tech? I also think he can be in the right scheme. You know, he can play in an odd front as more of an attacking uh, DN style in a couple of years. You know, I don't think he – he, he his hips are a little stiff where he's not going to be like a carry hider. You know, a guy who got a nice contract from Seattle who kind of kicked out for the 49ers as an end and can, can kick inside in sub situations. I think – He's going to be more of an interior guy, but listen, he had his pro day and and you see it on tape, his pro day. He runs a four, six, seven. He benches 225, 34 times. He jumps 38 and a half inches. He broads 10, one. He has a four, three, three short shuttle and a six, nine, six, three cone at 284 pounds. I mean, he's probably 90 something percentile. So this is a traits projection. You know, I'm putting, I'm putting my job on the line here to see what he becomes. Um, but Listen, the tools and traits are all there. If he's a great kid, that that's somebody that you want to work with and develop. Well, I think I think a really really good point. He this kid's got first round numbers when you look at the measurables. I mean, though, four six. Are you kidding me? At that size, 
and he's only going to get bigger and stronger. He loves the weight room. You know, he comes from a comes from a program in, at Louisiana Tech that I think is underrated in terms of their ability to produce NFL players. I mean, they, they've had players drafted, I think, five straight years. So even though it's a Conference USA school, don't sleep on the fact that they get great football players that program have for a lot of years. I, I tell you what, Spence, I, I, I'm intrigued by this kid. You know, there are a lot of things I really like about this kid. He's one of the ones you'd really like to spend time with and do the, the in-depth interview and really get around him and see what kind of see what kind of kid he is. Because if he's willing to work and if he's got the right off-field traits, well, I think this kid has a high ceiling. I agree. What do you got at five? Yeah, number five's a, uh, you know, he's got a little bit of an NFL uh, lineage with his brother, you know, who had a, was a high draft pick, didn't you know really uh, stick out in the NFL, but his name's Osa Odigizua, and he's a senior out of UCLA. He's 6015282, but you watch the tape. I mean, it shocked me. I didn't, I don't, I try not to actually look at numbers before I watch players. I don't want to kind of get uh, some bias where my mind goes. And, and I thought he was way bigger than that because, and, and why is when you look at the, some of the other measurables with him, I mean, he's got 10 and three eighth inch hands, he's got massive hands, he's got 34 and eighth inch arms, which again, we're talking 90 something percentile for a guy that's sub six, two, and he's got an 84 inch wingspan. So with the wing, you know, you're adding in the broadness and just that, that really helps in the range and the tackling radius. So he had a pro day and uh, you know, he actually didn't run a 40, but all the other numbers were solid. I mean, he jumped 31 and a half inches. He brought it 10 feet, you know, which shows some of the explosiveness, but the outlook with him is slippery, strong, and he understands leverage. And I think this is going to be talked about throughout the draft is, this guy was a three-time uh, state champion wrestler in high school. And I know that get, sometimes gets overused, but um, he knows how to use it. I mean, he does, and it shows up in his game. I think at a, as a pass rusher, you know, his toolkit isn't vast yet. You know, he's not a truly developed pass rusher, but he has rush radius. You know, he covers a lot of ground with his rush. Some of that's with his athletic ability, and some of that is just his ability to work through contact. You know, he understands pad level. He understand he's kind of slippery in the sense of he knows how to kind of press hips and work through contact. He actually has got really good flexibility, you know. So when he does win, he has that bend and flatten that we want it to finish on the quarterback. And that 34 and eighth inch arm gives him that radius to finish, you know. And I think for me, I put a premium. I want players, especially D linemen, that can finish. You know, I think pressures, I think being disruptive is important, but I think you know the finishing gets you paid. And the sacks are the most dis- can be one of the most disrupting plays in football. I know Jeff, you talk about it all the time. Yeah. You know, when, when you're coaching, so I did put a premium on that for him. Even though this is a guy that maybe doesn't have the prototype height and uh, and size that you want to play inside, but you know, in the run game, he's got raw strength. I mean, against I watched the Oregon game. You know, he's collapsing the offensive guard back into the running back with a one hand stab. For me, the things that were a little concerning were the blocking awareness and uh, and the instincts. You know, I thought he was a little more reactive than instinctive. And I think that's important. You know, when you're undersized, I think people don't give Aaron Donald enough credit for this. Aaron Donald just isn't a freak athlete. I mean, you, I know people that have worked close with him. He is an absolute student of the game, how much he studies schemes, how much he can anticipate. Because you have to understand that when you're when, when you don't have the true size you need to be perfect or you're going to get displaced. Your people, you need to understand blocking schemes in the run game of when you're penetrating of what somebody's trying to, an O-line is trying to do with you, you know, in their set. So I think for him, 
it's going to be a growth to him. And it's self-admitted. I watched an interview with him and he ended up saying that he really, until his junior year in college, took him to kind of understand the football game from a mental standpoint. So I think it's, I think the self-awareness is there. I think that's going to be, you know, teams are going to board him through the interview process. I know it sounds crazy for a D lineman, but football intelligence is important at all positions. So I think he's a prototype five tech, you know, he has that frame to be an odd, you know, three, four edge player and maybe in a four, three scheme, you know, you can get away with them as a kind of a sub rusher, you know, early on in his career and see if you can put on a little more weight. Um, But you know, I, I, the, the the last thing I want to put to him is uh, he did compete in the Senior Bowl. He played in the game, and he was one of the most productive players for his team on the D line. I mean, you saw it, and that matters to me. I mean, he was he was showing up in the pass game. He had a nice little strip on the quarterback on a win, and he even showed up in the run game. And I thought that that just gave me that you know another okay check the box. There's some competitiveness competitiveness there when sometimes guys are you know trying to preserve themselves when they're so close to the draft. So. He's got an interesting story. You know, he's got a really tough background where he's overcome a lot of adversity and, uh, you know, team captain and kind of checks the boxes in that way. So I like him. I like the tools. And and I think he's going to be an interesting guy to see where he goes in the draft. You know, you got we always talk about comparables, right? You know, the guy's comparable. This guy, Ed Oliver. Yeah, he's definitely not the 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 I mean, Ed is just was so twitchy. I mean, his Ed's movement skills were of a linebacker. Um it, it, he's an interesting one. I, I struggle trying to find a player for him. That's why I think I don't know what he is yet. And that's why, like, I kept watching the tape and I just, you know, and, I, and there was, listen, there's a lot of good, solid first and second down players in this draft. There is. But if you go through the top uh, sack leaders as interior players in the NFL, some of them aren't even starters. You know, you guys, guys like yeah. Danico Autry. You know, you have guys that are like Chip Morgan Fox, who's like an edge kind of inside sub guy. And they're in the top, you know, 25, 40 of interior pass rushers. So I think there's a premium. You know, I think you're going to get some good first and second down players in the later rounds. And I think you've got to put a premium in guys who have some pass rush tools and upside in that capacity. I, I think it's good that the kid understood whether it was agent told him, his coaches told him or whatever. But when you've got those numbers, that 601 I mean, 601, you're talking about short, right? You better compete and you better play in a game like the Senior Bowl. And you better, because if you don't, I mean, they're, they're going to look at that. You know how it is, Spence. They see those those negative numbers. And 601 for a defensive lineman is is short. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, yes, Aaron Donald's short. Yeah. Yes, Ed Oliver's short. But I'm going to tell you something. They're unique cats, too. So I give this kid some credit that way. You did a great job, my man. Another one, stacking them up, stacking up your five. Well, now we're going to the edge. We're going to the edge next week. Yeah, we got a big edge group. This is edge. this is where they you make your money, baby. You got to find five great ones here because everybody's looking for them. All right, man. It's great having you with us, Spence. And we will see you next week on Coffee with Coach. Talk to you, Jeff. Take care. All right.